hello and welcome back to I'm Sorry What the Podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek and I accidentally deleted my whole podcast. So we are doing this part two. What's up, everyone? Hi. (laughs) Um, Today is a very special day because I am convinced that I will edit and post this on time because I'm really trying to get back in a routine. And if you guys listen to this podcast, you know routines are hard for me. I love them. I am a routine gal because I have anxiety. And so I love a good routine. I just can't seem to commit to them. So it's kind of like how I felt about relationships growing up. Like I always really wanted a boyfriend and not that any boys liked me. But then when I did find one, I was like, no, don't like that. That's a lot of work until I found Jimmy. And then I was like, please don't ever leave me ever. And I stand by that. Do not ever leave me. Uh, Anyway, so today I talked about this last week, but uh, it is my coronaversary. And um, if you don't know what that is, it is a imaginary holiday that I made up to celebrate one of the hardest and I don't know, best things that ever happened to me, which was getting Crohn's disease. I was diagnosed in 2008. Uh, which seems like a lifetime ago. Do you remember when you could like see people? Do you remember 2008? I'm pretty sure I might have to Google it, but I know High School Musical 3 in theaters came out some somewhere in that time. Was it in that time? I, I feel like I have this memory of like going to the doctor and wanting to see that movie. And if I'm wrong on it, please just like let me live in this fantasy world where I had this correct. But um, anyways, I, oh, sorry, making a lot of noise. Uh, I... You know, it's funny because I think I talk more about not wanting to talk about being sick. And it's not that I don't want to. I just didn't want it to become that's the only focal point of this podcast. I just like that this podcast is kind of a smorgasbord, a charcuterie board, if you would, of my life and the things that I love, which is obviously um, gossiping and talking shit, but also, you know, these very big moments that happen in my life and things that I learned and things that I I think can help people. And so I obviously want to do this podcast for my whole life. So now I'm hoping to start this new tradition. And I think that every chronoversary episode, I would love to share just like three things that I've learned along the way, because, you know, it's obviously not easy to be sick. And of course, for my one illness, I got two more. And then I already had like anxiety, depression, which just got worse and worse and worse. Uh, But getting a little bit better. I feel like good today. I didn't cry today. So that's a plus uh, yet. (laughs) The night's still young. Uh, But I want to share these like little tidbits that I've learned along the way. And one of them is about friends. And, you know, there are times where I think I put people that didn't deserve it a little too high on a pedestal for, you know, doing maybe what they should have done. And I just get so excited and and thankful for anyone who's ever helped me. And then when it comes time for me to realize that maybe that person not necessarily is a bad person, but maybe they're just not for me anymore. I have this like really hard time letting go because I'm like, wait, But they were there for me for this. And, you know, it's okay that someone was there for you. And I know I've talked about this before. It's okay that someone was there for you in that moment and isn't going to be there for you for life. You know what I mean? And that being said, those people 
who are doing things for you are so amazing. But these are people who like didn't have to be nice to me and chose to be my friend and chose to drive me to the doctors and chose to make it normal that I talk about poop all the time. Um, Because for some people, that's not normal. And I I hope listening to this podcast, it makes you um, makes you feel like that's normal. But I'm just so appreciative of them. And it makes me like sad when I see people like not lose their shit over their friends. You know what I mean? Like you I'm just so thankful for them. And they've taught me so much about kindness and they made me feel normal and they made me feel like, you know, it's not a big deal. Like it doesn't make me any different that I have this illness. And I think that I've had people who left me in the past and that made me stronger. And I had people who stayed and are still around and that makes me a superhero. I absolutely love my friends. And I just want everyone to know that, you know, there are those people out there. And if your friends are not the friends who would drive you to the emergency room <laughs> in college, sit there with you for hours while you are throwing up, get out of the hospital and listen to your cravings for chicken nuggets, drive you all the way back down to a McDonald's, only for you to throw up those chicken nuggets because you just wanted them. Those are the friends. And the friends who will buy you poop socks for your colonoscopy, those are the friends. So I'm just saying, keep them. (laughs) Keep them, hold on to them, and cherish them. My, My second point that I've learned is that you're allowed to have bad days being sick, but it doesn't have to condemn you to a bad life. So what I mean by this is that I think I was feeling like I had to be inspiring or a positive all the time because I wanted to be a poster child for being sick and, oh, you can get through this and you can do this and just put a smile on and you're strong and blah, 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 which, by the way, it's going to counteract my last point here. But, you know, I, I was so convinced that If I was to beat this illness, you know, if I was to come out on top, I had to be positive all the time. And I think that's fucking bullshit because I am. I'm happy I got it because it taught me a lot. But man, am I so mad sometimes. I can literally tell you every single time in college I had to sit out of a lacrosse game. I can tell you every time I couldn't finish the mile. I could tell you every time I had to sit out of sprints. I could tell you every time that I thought it was my fault that we didn't like win a game because I had to sit out or something as if I was the most important person on the team. You stupid cocky bitch. But that's not what I meant. I just felt like I was letting everyone down. And I can like remember that more than I could remember the the goals I scored, you know, and it's because I was so like I, I was so a obsessed with like no you have to power through and be better like you should be able to beat this and the truth is is that I did power through and I did have bad days and I did still keep going and I didn't have to be you know so obsessed with this idea that I was not going to be an inspiration to anybody if I had a bad day those just come and then they go and it's okay and then you know I think on the flip side, 
sometimes I get into the spiral where I'm like, well, my entire life sucks. What the hell is the point? Like sometimes when I'm in my worst pain, I'm like, what is the point? Like I'm, I'm tired. I don't want to do this. And then I just kind of get in the spiral where like, well, I got sick. So my life sucks. And meh, you know, and that's it. Stubborn brat. But no. It's all about the balance. Like I said, have those days where you cry. I feel like I need to get that tattooed on my ass or something. I said it in my sister's, um, you know, my speech for her wedding. Cry. Have the days where you cry. And have the days where you wipe the tears and do it anyways. Have the days where your body hurts and you push through. Have the days where your body hurts and you lay in bed. If you listen to yourself, you will know which day is right. And the last one is my favorite one, is that you are really a lot stronger than you give yourself credit for. I guarantee everyone's gone through this at some point where they just think, okay, well, whether it's, okay, well, you know, I had a bad day, I got a bad test grade, and now I'm just like, I don't I don't have to do it anymore. Like, you know, it's fine. I'm just done. Or you're willing to give up. But give yourself some credit. You are smarter. You can You can work harder. You can have a better day. Um, for me, it was, you know, I, I use lacrosse as an example of, of a lot of things because it was very much the center of my universe for a long time. But I remember wanting so badly to play sports and I love sports. And I'm not saying I was always the best because I wasn't. Um, I would have got through soccer without Jasmine because she'd always um, – I was defense and I was bad at defense. And so when someone would get past me, she'd pick them up for me. And I appreciated it. I think I was a little bit better at offense, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but in, you know, in lacrosse, I, I always wanted to to be a, one of the first team all league players. And I always wanted to win that award. And I just thought, you know, oh, my body's never going to let me do that. My body's never going to let me do that. I'm never going to be talented enough. And I just worked hard and I worked hard. In my senior year of college, it took me eight years, but I won. I won that that exact award I won in my freshman year of high school. And I'm so impressed. I talk about my sister's wedding. You know, um, it was very hot outside. And I was like, body, listen up. Girl, we got to have a real chat. Like, you cannot bitch out today because my body hates the heat. She's such a diva. She hates unfiltered water and she hates heat. And I was like, no, you you really have to get your shit together and you have to, you have to get through this wedding. It's not about you. And I did it. And I didn't pass out and I didn't die, which sounds like a weird accomplishment. I would never want that to sound like me, at, like, you know, making it about myself at all. But I was just, you know, like you can do so many more things than you think you can. And it's not just when you think that you can't finish that next white claw and you actually can, because those are moments I'm also proud of you. But just just give it a try. If you think you can't get outside and walk a mile, just try walking to the end of your street and see what happens. The next day you could go a little farther. So that was all my inspirational BS I got for you today. It's not really BS. It's just like truth. I think this time is always so reflective for me. And I think I'm so grateful that I have this moment to look back on. And I, I it's something that resets. I just get to look back. And even though there were bad things, even though, you know, I felt like I was too sick to make it in Oregon and I, and, and I came home like it's not that I wouldn't have thrived in Oregon. I think I would have had a great time. But there's so many things that I did here, you know, I, that I never would have done. And I'm so happy to 
be here for all these things. So anyways, I'm done inspiring y'all. Let's talk some shit. You know what I mean? Okay. I'm so sorry. My phone's still doing the little weird vibrate noise thing. I'm getting it fixed tomorrow when you listen to this, but I put all my notes on my phone. So now whenever I click the stupid home button, cause I do still have an eight and I'm standing by that. Um, <laughs> uh, all my notes are on here, so I'm sorry about that, but let's talk about the home edit. You guys, I accidentally became obsessed with the show and I love the girls on there because they're real. Um, I can't remember like who's who, but I like that the blonde hair girl is just kind of like go with the flow. And then she's got her like stern friend coworker who's like a little bit more bitchy. And I really love that for them. I'm just really feeling their vibes and their dynamic. And my dad totally called me out because I went through and purged like a whole bunch of shit. I'm also just I'm convincing myself that I'm moving out. I, I've said this before. So I was just like throwing out all these clothes and he's all, is this because you're watching that Netflix show, which I've never really been to the container store before, but I feel like it's a place I'm going to very much enjoy. So I'm very excited about that. So if you have not watched the home edit on Netflix, please watch it and then tell me how obsessed you are. And I have to be honest with you. I'm so happy about Neil Patrick Harris's episode but I really like I, I'm not big on kids clothes and shit. So um, and toys and things like that. So I'm having a hard time getting through that one. But overall, great show. OK, I watched a little bit of the Emmys. I kind of forgot that they were on. And I I mean, and I appreciate still seeing award shows. So I'm, I'm mad I missed out. So I actually missed all of Shit's Creek, like all their acceptance speeches and stuff, which made me so sad because that show's amazing. And I'm so happy for all their wins. I love it. I know some people are into the show, but I think you should try to give it another try because I watched the first episode. Oh my gosh. Sorry about that burp. I watched the first episode a few years ago and I like wasn't into it and I didn't watch it anymore. And then when it came on Netflix, I kind of and it, it got, you know, some hype. I kept seeing clips of it on Facebook and I was like, OK, I'll just watch this. And now I've rewatched the season three times. So um, give it another shot. So I'm really happy about them. But the biggest award, in my opinion, of the night, and I want to make sure I get this fact straight. So don't mind me clicking through my phone. But our girls in Daya. Oakland native. She made history. She is the youngest woman to ever snag an Emmy for the outstanding lead actress in a drama. And I love this girl. Talk about a queen. She's always got the best outfits. She's like unproblematic. She's funny. She's gorgeous. And I am so happy for her. And that was my favorite part personally, personally of, of, of the Emmys. Um, Speaking of Emmys, a very big Emmy Award winner, Miss Ellen DeGeneres, is back. And I want to see, I'm hoping this works out because I know I'm aware that there's a better way to do this. But I'm going to try to play this clip from my phone. And and I want to give you my thoughts on one thing that Ellen said. But I want to hear you. This is her coming back. So if you didn't know, she wasn't like totally canceled, but basically a lot of people that work for her were complaining about a really bad workplace environment. So this is her coming back for the first time to her show. If you're watching because you love me, thank you. If you're watching because you don't love me, welcome. That's the part I wanted you to hear, okay? <laughs> I'm going to play it again because it cracks me up. Hold on. Oh boy, welcome to 
season 18 of the Ellen DeGeneres Show. If you're watching because you love me, thank you. If you're watching because you don't love me, welcome. Okay, I'm sorry, but is that not the acceptance speech from Mean Girls when Katie Heron goes up there and she was like, some of you voted for me uh, because you think that I pushed Regina George in front of a bus and like one of those, like some of you voted for me because I pushed Regina in front of a bus or some of you voted for me because you don't like me or whatever she says. It was very, it was the most like mean girls, Regina George. And I wish I would have looked up that quote before I recorded this because I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I And she seems very genuine in her apology and about how things are going to be better. And she goes on to kind of talk about like what it is to be, you know, Ellen DeGeneres, because she's talking about how people say that she's not, the same person she's on the show, you know, in real life. And so, you know, I think it gets it, it, it's fair because she says, you know, yes, on the show, on the show, you know, you turn it on and it's hard to be that person all the time. And I've, I've heard many accounts about her not being super great in real life. And I think this is an eye opener for her. And I think that we're holding people accountable now for their shit. And it's scary, of course, but I think it's really good, and I'm oh, I'm happy. Oops, sorry, I played her again. Um, I think it's really great, honestly. Uh, a little bit about divorce right now. I feel bad talking about this, but Kelly Clarkson went on her show, and she was talking about. She said, "2020 has brought a lot of changes to my personal life. Definitely didn't see anything coming that came." So, if you don't know, uh, she filed for a divorce from her husband Brandon back in June. Insiders are saying that their like inner circle was shocked. She said on her show, "What I'm dealing with is hard because it involves more than just my heart. It involves a lot of little hearts. We have four kids. Oh, and divorce is never easy. And we we're both." from divorced families. So we know it's the best thing to protect our children. She says, usually I'm very open about my personal life, but I probably won't go too far into it because, you know, I'm a mama bear and my kids come first. Oh, so sad. I'm still recovering from finding out about Chriselle's divorce, you know, and that Justin Hartley just like texted her. So now I trust like no man, maybe Jimmy, but I trust no man in these relationships that they're not just going to text divorce. And I'm upset about it. So sad for Kelly Clarkson. But I also want to talk about another divorce. And that is our girl, Miss Cardi B. She is not afraid to tell you that you are full of shit. So listen to this. She says, people were just flooding me with, oh, Offset got a girl pregnant. And this is where the shit come from. She said, ain't that about a bitch. And this is why I'm telling y'all, to stop believing what people say, these blogs are saying, especially blogs that have a certain type of hatred towards me, which is fair. People are very mean to Cardi and I hate that. She said, I want to address another bullshit rumor that I heard. Another blogger claims that I am getting divorced for attention. Why the fuck would anyone get divorced for attention? She said, and it's like, you think I'm going to pay twenty? thousand dollars for a fucking lawyer for attention? I mean, that is a very good point. That's a very good point. Why would you waste all that money? And I know I know she's rich, but she just came out with WAP, which is one of the most popular songs out right now. Like, get a bucket in a mop. That's a WAP. 
That's so fun. Um, anyways, so I'm just saying I don't think she needs a divorce from Offset. If anything, Offset needs a divorce from Cardi to stay relevant. OK, so whatever. I'm not I am not here for that rumor. Um, our girl Billie Eilish is also out here throwing shade, shade that deserves to be thrown. She said in a now deleted Instagram video. She said, funny, I haven't hugged my best friend in six months and some of you are out here partying. Funny. It sounds people are saying that she's throwing shade at all these influencers who are having big parties. And I know that I'm not a big fan of the COVID shaming. And I understand that sometimes you need to see your friends. But if you are at a party, I'm sorry, that's not essential at all. I don't get it. Like a a closed house party. Like, I don't know. Just go to a park and sit six feet apart and get drunk there. I don't know. I'm not saying get drunk in public and like do that. I'm just I'm simply just saying maybe just maybe you could be a little bit safer and a little bit more, you know, exclusive with your friends. I mean, MySpace top eight wasn't like everyone's favorite thing in the whole world. And it did cause a lot of drama. But maybe it was just actually preparing us for the pandemic. And you're like, okay, girl, you got your eight friends. And that's all you get to see, which I don't love because I have so many people I'd like to see. And I'm not saying that I picked my top friends. And that's the only people I'm seeing. I'm just making a joke. So don't hate me. Um, I'm not going to talk too, too much about this because uh, I know Jillian and I are going to be doing our podcast, but I would be remiss to not mention that Brittany Cartwright and Jax Taylor announced that they are pregnant today. And the only reason I would like to address this is because I would like to talk about the pregnancy pack. So if you don't know, a lot of the the older ladies, I don't I don't know if older ladies is right, but like the OG cast of Vanderpump Rules is pregnant and not the full OG like Stassi's pregnant and Brittany, which makes Jax. He was an OG, but Lala's also pregnant. She's not an OG, but still like I'm, I'm not talking about Raquel, you know, or Charlie. So it's interesting because on a few podcasts, they have discussed this pregnancy pact. And I would just like to throw one thing out here just so everybody knows and we're like all clear on this. I get FOMO about a lot of things, but I sure as hell will not get FOMO about the pregnancy pack. So please, for the love of God, don't even ask. Don't even breathe in my direction with your childbearing shit. I am so happy for you to have a kid, but please do not give me the water, the baby water that you are drinking. I am not interested. If you would like to have a puppy pack, if you would like to raise puppies together all at the same time, so maybe when they pee on the floor, no one really knows whose dog it was, so no one really gets mad at each other, and we're all just kind of collectively, you know, taking pictures with our cute dogs and, like, picking up their poop together. Like, if that's the kind of pact you're looking for, I'm 100% your girl and I'm into it, but yeah. You know how some people say, like, I just want to be invited to the party, and, and that like they have FOMO and they're like, I, I just want to at least be invited. And trust me, I feel that about a lot of shit. And I could go on and on about some particular bullshit about that, but I will not. Uh, but um, please don't even invite me to your pregnancy party. I just no, no, thank you. I will come to your shower. 
I will get you a great present. I will at some point babysit. Yes, I do care. I will trick your kids out with really great presents because I did learn that baby shopping is significantly more fun than human shopping. Okay. But yeah, I don't, I don't want to have babies with you. (laughs) And you know, I, I get a lot of shit about this and I think it's going to trickle into my, I'm sorry, what? And I, and I apologize if I've talked about it before. I feel like I need to keep a list of what I've bitched about so I don't double up. But I was given like a really hard time recently by people I was kind of surprised were giving me a hard time about not wanting kids. And I know this happens to people all the time, but I just don't understand like if you want to spawn a few demons, like why can't you and I don't and I don't. I feel like people who don't want to be parents shouldn't be parents. I feel like that's just a thing. Isn't that how we get like serial killers by people who didn't want kids and then had them? I don't know. I just and I get the whole like you could eventually like it and that's great. And maybe, you know, that could happen if I had accidents and Trump's still president and I can't clean up my accidents. But, um, yeah, I'm just I don't know, you guys. I, I just I think that everyone should just leave me the fuck alone about it. I'm very confused. My boyfriend doesn't want kids. I intend on marrying him, hopefully. I mean, if he doesn't like. I don't know, run away from me at some point. But I asked him apparently um, early on in our relationship because maybe you shouldn't get that drunk on your first date. But, uh, you know, he doesn't want him. I don't want him. I don't understand the problem there. Like, I'm not saying that people shouldn't have them. I love all of my friends who have babies. I am obsessed with them. I know I'm not like out front about it and I don't talk about it all the time. But trust me, trust me. I am behind the scenes hyping up. I'm liking all the photos. I'm liking the outfits. I'm liking that you created life. I think that's so baller. That's like the most badass thing that you can do. I'm just never going to be that badass. And I think you should just let me live for it. You know, I'm just saying. Sorry, what? Okay, you guys, let's wrap this bad boy up. Happy Coronaversary to myself. If you have an illness, I highly recommend figuring out what day you got it or just picking a random day and celebrating it. It gives you such a good chance to reflect on yourself and all your accomplishments in life and your goals and what you want to do next. And I am telling you for damn sure you can do it. It might not come as quickly as you want it to, but that's just the way life works. And you got this. Okay. I love you guys all so much. Thank you so, so much for listening to my podcast. Please like, comment, and subscribe. I'd really appreciate it because I just, like I said, I want to do this forever, forever. Okay. Go out and do something great today. I think. I don't know. I feel like that's someone else's catchphrase. It wasn't trying to be mine. Okay. Love you. Okay. Bye.